Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby. And on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now let's get to it. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is your boy Quentin back from the Manology Project podcast. Uh, and you know what we do on here, man. We talk about uh, issues that men have and we try to come up with some great solutions so that we can be better men, fathers and husbands and uh, basically around our relationships, our faith and our health or mental health. Uh, so today we're going to be diving in on basically on around our faith as men. Uh, I'm super duper blessed to be able to have um, one of my favorite Christian rappers um, of all times here. Uh, Mr. Flame, he's a Grammy, uh, a Grammy nominated. He's a stellar award winning hip hop artist. Uh, the list goes on and on. I'm gonna let him talk about himself. But <laughs> hey, hey, man, I am extremely happy. Thank you for coming on uh, the podcast, sir. Yes, indeed. Thanks for having me, bro. Glad to be here. Oh, yeah, man. Like I said, uh, I've been stoked for like two weeks straight, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, man, I've been a fan since uh, 2013. Wow. Uh, Royal Flush. Uh, I like, you know, I like the flow. I like the biblical knowledge uh, that you keep in all your rhymes. And uh, and so it's been a, be a blessing, man, just to follow you. My kids uh, listen to you. I got wow. a 17-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter. Yeah. Uh, they both uh, listen to your music, man. So it's been a great blessing for my house. Uh, but go ahead, man. Tell everybody a little bit about you just for my audience. Yes. Well, as you mentioned, my name is Flame, Christian rap artist. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And um, so I really enjoy communicating my life story, my theological journey, all from a biblical lens. And um, yeah, I have been around in terms of, you know, over a stretch of time, just sharing what I've seen all across the world, things God has been doing through rap music, hip hop culture. And it's just been, um, a, a fun ride i'll say that and i've seen great <laughs> things happen and you know not so great things happen but all in all god is faithful and i'm just glad to be a part of it yeah uh what what made you go into christian rap what was a pinnacle move or the pinnacle you know switch in your life that said hey christian rap is where i need to go <laughs> yeah it's a good question so basically for me um i grew up always influenced by hip-hop culture rap music and I just enjoyed the storytelling, the relatability, and just the mood. So as I, you know, started to sort of age as a young kid, I wanted to contribute that back to kids that were younger than me. So around maybe fifth grade, I started writing music, having fun with it, trying to take it seriously. And uh, as I got older, my content changed as I was trying to figure myself out. So just yeah. rapping about typical, you know, hood stuff and, right uh, <laughs> you know how we start off <laughs> yeah you did me. and then uh so eventually i became a christian at 16 years old i had a near-death experience god saved my life and uh so I, I at that point realized my content can't stay the same i need to you know shift in the direction of my you know lyrics so that they can reflect my newfound faith so that's really what convinced me to keep my passion for music but to marry it with the gospel. I, I saw that modeled um, from a few different guys, a group called Cross Movement, yeah. one of the uh, just pioneers of this pioneers, thing. Pioneers, for sure. You feel yeah. me? And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just coming up, watching those dudes from 
you know, across the states and other dudes locally in my city in St. Louis. So I had some good models that's really, um, you know, I tip my hat to. Yeah. That's what's up, man. All right, man. Listen, uh, basically, since we we all know, man, like so music is like the one of the greatest influence. Right. Mm -hmm. um, especially in our culture, music is a great influence. But now in 2021, basically music has been crossed over like to every every genre, every uh, rock and roll, country music. I mean, so now you got rap that has now gone across all landscapes of music. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we know that this is like a very popular thing. Um, but one of my questions is that what is your take on the state of Christian hip hop? And then what does that impact on the culture for both Christian and non-Christians? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I've been around long enough to see, to have seen the ebb and the flow, um, mm -hmm. the, the, the regime shifts and different uh, emphasis and things like that. So I'll say on a positive note, I think this time period in Christian rap history has the potential to be the best time period. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it can be a collaboration of all of the best contribution that Christian rap has ever contributed to the genre. So right. I think of the strong theological emphasis that's a part of the history. And now I see, um, you know, a lot of talent, they're very aware of branding and how to roll a project out and how to be consistently in front of people, entertaining them uh, with good Christian content. Right. So I think we had a potential to, to really, you know, highlight the best thing that we have to offer to music in general, to God's kingdom in particular. So that's my hope. And that's what I, I, I see the trajectory. But, um, you know, it's going to take some time before we get there because there's still a learning curve and there's still generation generation gaps that we have to bridge and be able to link up and figure out how to give each other our best so that we can move forward towards that vision I just painted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, especially when you look at um, how far it's come from. Um, and basically this conversation is based around uh, the cross movements, uh, Lecrae, you know, mm -hmm. uh, um, who Trip Lee, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the truth, um, yeah. yep. Andy Minio back in the day. So I'm just going all the way back in the day when everybody Shalane. really get, yeah, Shalane, um, yeah. man, I'm trying <laughs> to think of oh, Shabak, uh, <laughs> <Shabak>. wow. <laughs> yep. so like wow. all of these guys, man, I like really had really cross movie was probably the first group of guys I started listening to. And then, like I said, by the time I got to 2013, mm -hmm. then you kind of jumped on the scene. And so I started kind of digging into what you were talking about. But back in then, man, it was like a, a high impact on biblical content. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it was one Christian rapper that wasn't like, you know, you guys were coming straight out of uh, <laughs> straight out of Bible college. I mean, you guys had theology. I mean, it was like, you guys yeah. were just like killing the game as far as the biblical soundness of the rap and really pounding that message about the change that's needed to be, you know, strong and and to walk in this world as as youth, basically, because mm -hmm. you guys are so young. Mm -hmm. So so how do you feel about uh, the extreme growth in the Christian rap rappers uh, that are coming on the scene today? You kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, yeah. But when you look at that flood of new Christian rappers that are coming in, you know, I mean, do you see oh my god it's a lot of junk or do you see man we have a lot of potential and we can actually like you said kind of grandfather them or maybe mentor them what mm -hmm. do you take yeah i think um 
one of the things I, I appreciate about this generation of artists is they've really learned how to engage uh, mainstream rap community. So there was okay. a time period where Christian rap was probably more standoffish and yeah. more us versus them in terms of how we viewed the music industry and we, which, you know, had its place. Um, yeah. But this generation of artists, they seem to be taking more of a friendly approach, which is let's get in the mix. And um, so that's a benefit, but it's also a danger in terms yeah, I was of gonna say that is how dangerous is that though? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a danger in it in terms of, um, if you don't know why you're engaging the mainstream market, if you don't have a goal while you're there making friends and networking, if you don't have a biblical lens informing how you think through content or contracts or certain events that you maybe should or should not do, sort of your Christian worldview informing you on little decisions that can have a huge impact, then that yeah. could be the negative side. So I think, um, you know, it's just a need for some some discipleship, if you want to use that term, or mentorship. But all in all, I think there needs to be connectivity because I think that's what the prior generation really understood well. Um, there was just this sense of urgency, uh, this yeah. this this collective mission, and we were very intentional, very focused. And I think now uh, the intentionality may be a little more laxed, and it may just be a celebration of good art good fashion and having a good time and that it has its place right. but if it's not directed with mission purpose intentionality and focus informed yeah. by the christian worldview you may miss some good opportunities yeah i think i like what you said there which is that formed by the <laughs> that that christian lens that uh the biblical lens which is uh the way that god really has us structured where we're moving and shaking in this world uh mm -hmm. you know not being of it of course you know you got raps that talk about that not being of the world but just kind of like being here almost uh, uh, for one purpose, which is um, going after souls. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I look at Christian rap and, and, and secular rap, they both have one goal. They both have a goal that they're trying to reach. Right. Um, but I look at mm -hmm. Christian rap and say that it should be pulling us or helping, you know, pull people out of what they're in mm -hmm. just as much as you would listen to a gospel hymn. Like yeah. I think the effects should still have the same, even though it's got that beat. Got the 808 kicking. I mean, all that stuff is kicking. Yeah. But when I'm listening to that message over and over again, it should start speaking to me. I think I looked on one of your um, um, uh, one of your uh, posts, and I, I saw somebody had posted on there that very same that very same, which is, mm. man, I've been rocking with you alone. And literally, your music has like transformed my transformed my life. Mm. And I'm like, that's kind of what you want to hear. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you've been yeah. in the game for a long time. And man, for 2021, for you to get posted, <laughs> where people are saying that the music that you're making is is changing their life to where I was, I was one person, but now I'm another. Like that's yeah. impactful, man. You can't uh you can't really beat that, you know. What yeah, I'm saying? truly. That's a I'm I'm honored. I am, and uh thank you for sharing that. But you know, I will say so so this is 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 tricky in this sense. So um, there was a time where it was thought that if you're really serious about your faith, if you're really in love with Jesus, you'll right. show that by exclusive Christian content. Right. right? And uh, I think theologically, um, that was sort of the framework that most artists were working under. And um, that's a difficult conversation because you have to 
care enough to think about what the scriptures is commanding of us and um, think about what I suppose the arts can do in general for the good of humanity and for God's glory. So it's sort of a delicate conversation, but I do think there was an unhealthy version of that mindset that many yeah. people thought, if you really want to show you love Jesus, you'll do Christian rap. And I right. think that hurt it. Uh, that hurt a lot of people. And I think it's uh, incorrect to say it that way because there's no command in the Bible that <laughs> if you're a Christian artist, you have to didactically break down New Testament yeah. content. Right. But that was sort of the mood of Christian rap at one point. And then you were sort of maybe looked down upon or not valued as much if you didn't have explicit biblical content. And I don't think anyone was intentionally being arrogant or trying to look down on people, but that was sort right. of the mood of the day, you know? Right. I'm glad you even brought that up because I mean, yeah. isn't that how we think as Christians though? I mean, aren't we kind of like stuck in a, <laughs> a small little rut there with that mentality, which is, yeah. oh no, you can't be Christian because basically you didn't talk about Exodus 20. You know, you didn't talk about yes. <laughs> Leviticus. You didn't give us, you know, what the uh, covenant was all about, even <laughs> though you do. And, yeah. and we're going to get to that on the next, the, these next set of quotes, because you were able to do that. But I think that uh, that is something that, like for Christians. So like when I was starting to listen to Christian rap and be like, yo, you know, you, you guys check out this, that, you know, telling my buddies, like, yeah, yeah, you guys should check out Andy Minnie. You guys should check out Lecrae. Uh, well, you know, who these cats? I'm like, well, they Christian rappers. Oh, man, they're corny. I'm like, you ain't even heard them yet. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta first listen to them. Right. So you just call them corny, man. But ain't nobody got time to be listening to what Genesis and Jesus said. I'm like, well, you know, you gotta, and right there you find out that man, that's a stigma that if it's rap or Christian rap, that it's gonna be literally just only somebody taking a sermon that they would actually preach on Sunday <laughs> and add beats to it to give it to people. And that really was not the case at all. Yeah. Uh, so, but I do like that, uh, that, that, that is a passion behind your music uh, mm -hmm. that you do stay strictly biblical. And I'm going to tell you, I probably had to have about a hundred interviews to even find out exactly <laughs> your mentality and being able to do this. Like we're going to talk yeah. about this last album or, <laughs> Because I'm I'm amazed yeah. that you were able to do <laughs> with each one of those songs, the sacraments, yeah. uh, the the Passover, uh, the tulips. I mean, dude, <laughs> we'll get to that. But because <laughs> it was it's like it's insane. It was a lot. It was it, a lot. It was a lot. But I mean, it literally showed that you you are a Christian man, but lyrically, you're a monster. Man, thank you, bro. Yeah, I mean. Hey, everybody out there, this guy's a lyrical monster <laughs> because, I mean, that Christ for you show that you're a lyrical monster, that you actually know exactly who you believe in. You you understand exactly what God wants from you and you know exactly how to give it to the people, dude. I'm like, it, that Christ for you is like probably one of the tightest joints that's ever uh, been absolutely. made. <laughs> but my other point I got here, man, is that what are your thoughts on Christian rappers using God's word as an anchor, right? Which mm -hmm. is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. versus the feel-good lifestyle music. Mm. I would love to hear your thoughts because you're such you're such a, a, a lyricist with the biblical knowledge of the Bible and then turning it into a feel-good music, which is like crazy, like I said. But, but what are your thoughts on Christian rappers being able to do both? Because, you know, Bizzle does both. Mm -hmm. Cray does yeah. both. 
Andy Minio does both. Yeah. KB does. So when you listen to these guys, they're able to do both. And I'm not saying mm. their feel good music is taking you somewhere crazy, but it's feel good music. It's backyard party. My son have a birthday party. Yeah. I got a DJ and he running all y'all stuff because it's some feel good music out there. You know what I'm saying? So, but what yeah. are your thoughts on that? Like, how does that, you know, you know, what is your thoughts on, is that good to do? Is it not good to do? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And so I'm, I'm catching my cues from, you know, one, the scriptures and then two from church history. So Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, his dad, Martin Luther King Sr. Named him after the German reformer, Martin Luther, yep. right? So as I began to study uh, Martin Luther, the German reformer, uh, he had a strong emphasis on the teaching of vocation. So really he's just uh, trying to help people understand that whatever you you know, do to serve other people in life, if you're a husband, that's one of your vocations. If you're a son, that's another vocation. If you're a physician okay. or janitor, that's another vocation. So all of us have multiple vocations and the, each one of those aspects of life is how God serves humanity. So he uses us as his hands and his feet mm -hmm. to serve other people. So with that being said, we're, we're contributing good in all of these different areas of life. Um, so while Martin Luther was teaching this to Christians, he himself was a pastor and he himself was a hymn writer. So he, he carried both within himself, which is sort of, my thing like i right. i affirm people when they just do good feel good music because that's one of their vocations that they feel like that makes them most um fulfilled they feel like okay. they shine better in that area yeah. they feel like i don't know how to rap scripture like that that's not my gift that's not my skill set <laughs> right. but i do know how to talk about a good time with my daughter and taking her out on her first daddy daughter date i know how to do that really well and i feel like right. that's a gift to music listeners that's a gift to rap music and hip-hop culture and music in general so if that's the area you thrive better in i think you're being more authentic and you're serving humanity well by doing that right. but if you also enjoy new testament old testament biblical content and that comes easy to you then you serve others through studying the scriptures teaching through your music so i think it's both and i think they have their place because the christian worldview informs how we do our art not necessarily um that we have to say okay that say the lord right i like that um mm -hmm. and i literally was just looking up some stuff on um to just kind of grab my mind around i'm no rap artist or nothing you know i don't <laughs> i mean i got my me my family is into music and stuff like that my like i said my younger brother uh has been in the music man since he was about 11. nice um, yeah. so i do understand what you're talking about basically because of him right <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah. my thing is, is that i think that that's something too to look at is that art the art form of the of right of the rap of the being a rapper itself it, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, you just educated me being able to have a little line there between the two which says that i don't have to i don't have to go you know uh ecclesiastes you know one and five um, <laughs> right but the art form behind me uh allows me to express myself this way so i do like that uh is there a clear difference in the message being presented by christian rappers and non-christian rappers yeah i definitely think it should be in terms of where the line is so if a non-christian artist says you know i'm going to write a song about women so far, 
so good. Nothing necessarily inherently evil about that. But if they start talking about disrespecting the woman or belittling her, um, demeaning her, then they've crossed the line. They've they've gone to a place that God forbids. If a Christian says, I want to write a song about a woman, I think that's fine as well. Nothing inherently evil about that. Um, But they have a conscience that's informed by scripture. So they're going to stop before a non-Christian artist would. They're going to say, you know what? I want to highlight the strength of a, of a mom, the strength of a sister, the strength of, you know, you know, the list goes on. So I think the line should be clear, uh, but the topics are all fair game. We could rap about everything non-Christians can, but the content for the Christians should be informed by our biblical worldview. And that sort of puts the parameters for how far we can and can't go. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, so basically you're just saying that uh, uh, not basically using scripture, but just the moral compass, that moral Holy Spirit compass. I put it like yes. that. Yes. Where the Holy Spirit is basically checking you right at that marker. Like, yeah, this would sound better, but, you, <laughs> but you're going to just, you're going to, if you say it, you know what you mean, but other people may take it X, Y, and Z. So I, I, I get you. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a real good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, how do you feel? And this is going to be crazy, right? Give it to uh, me. Give it to me. Um, uh, uh, like, so how do you feel like Kanye West? Right. So this dude is like number one on the gospel charts mm-hmm. five weeks in a row or something like that, four or five weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and this dude is like filled up all the lanes, like all the <laughs> slots. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and I'm not saying he's not a Christian or whatever, because I don't get into debating on people's relationship with Christ, because basically God just said, if you want to know, or if you, if you, if you want to see what somebody is all about, basically that fruit will show you. So mm-hmm. I just look for fruit. If, if it's there, then I can tell you whether or not you are, but what are your thoughts around that? Because, uh, when you look on there, you know, there are Christian folks, man, they in an uproar because this dude and <laughs> Because it's they would consider it a non-Christian coming over into the Christian lane and then topping the charts yeah. on our on, on the Christian side. So, what are your thoughts behind <laughs> the whole <laughs> yeah, Kanye yeah. West uh, and really not Kanye West the person? We're just talking about the artist, like yeah. him using this gift because the dude is really gifted. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we can't take away his writing skill. The, the dude can drop beats, but he can put beats together like the best of them. Yeah. So from an artist, is he capable of going ahead and saying, I want to make good, feel good Christian music, whether you think I'm a Christian or not? <laughs> What's yes. your <laughs> nah, great question. It's it's a loaded question. It but, is a loaded uh, question. I'm not important. trying to get you in trouble, man. But no, no, no. It's good. <laughs> it's, a, it's an important question. I feel like, um, you know, one, in terms of him making a public profession, to be a Christian, I think Christians and people in general should take that seriously, you know? Um, So that's one. And to your point, if he claims to be a Christian, we should treat him like one. We should, we should grant him that and, and address him as a, as a Christian. And uh, you know, the Bible says that we're justified by faith. Right. So, so, you know, that's a, that's a, a mystery in how God works in a person's heart. So if he's exercising faith and trust in in Christ, we should grant him that that's what's happening. As you mentioned, we're obviously 
uh, hoping to see things that are consistent with what he's saying publicly about his faith. And right. then if that shows up in his music, that should also make sense to us. Um, right. Now, if he um, is freshly in the faith, there's obviously going to be things he needs to um, right. learn and grow and mature in. Right. But he's a public public figure, so he's going to have his life on display. You know, right. it's like King David. He He's the king. There aren't really you know, many secrets with whatever right. the king does. He wants this woman who he sees on the roof is public. His sin is public. Yeah. He's the king, yeah. you know, so it's kind of Kanye is sort of a king in that sense, in terms of who he is in right. our eyes as an artist. So whatever he does is going to be right in our faith face. So having said that, I, I do understand, however, the Christian community sort of Right. Feeling like, OK, we've established an industry. Uh, it's been, you know, well respected over time that it looks this way. So I can see it sort of being uncomfortable when he comes in out of nowhere, dominating the charts. Right. So I understand that rub, you know, that that definitely makes sense. But I do think we should extend a hand. I think I do think we should be gracious because what we want him to say is I was embraced by my brothers and sisters in the Lord. And right. um, even though it was uncomfortable for them. Um, they really made an effort to pull me in, to treat me as a brother in right. the faith. And I would hope that would be more of the witness than stay away. We don't trust you yet. That would right. to me be more of the unfortunate thing. Right. And I think that who are we to say who 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 to trust and how I trust you or whatever, basically, because I think you said the the, the, the magical word is grace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Faith. Real talk. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, that grace part is what levels the playing field basically for everybody. Yeah. I don't care who you are. That grace is the leveling playing field for, for all of us. Uh, and I pretty much took that same approach. Um, listen to a lot of you know people going crazy, but I was like, you have no idea the way that God works, when he works, how he works. Yeah. You know, just because you know how to quote scriptures off the top of your head, the Bible clearly tells us that. You, you, the thoughts that God has, we're we're nowhere even near understanding <laughs> the thoughts that He has towards us. Yeah, and if, and if the Scripture says that, then you better believe it, right? It's yeah. like you can't go on talking about, "Well, I know God wouldn't do that." Well, actually, you don't know what God would do. Yeah, because He sent His Son through a tragic lineage to get here. Yeah, He, he could have came through the Levites. He could have came through all of these other ways that would have kept Him clean. But he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he sent him down a disastrous road to even get here. So when he looked back at cousins and aunties and uncles, he's got murderers, cheaters, <laughs> adulterers. He's got all these people in his lineage yeah, <laughs> from him right. getting here. So my thing yeah. is that I think I'm with you is that, hey, I extend a hand of grace yeah. uh, as well. And, and until you show something that's different, and that's still on God to judge you. It's still not on me to say whether or not you deserve to be here because – that would say that I've never made a mistake. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, yep. like you said, being young in the faith and then having his life on display, mm -hmm. I think that there we do need to give some grace. So, uh, but just to see that he's on the top of the charts and he's got yeah. them all there. I'm like, yeah, it kind of shows you that the gifts that God has given you guys uh, and young ladies mm -hmm. around the arts of music and singing and rapping and stuff was really to be used for him. Like it shows you that if, if everyone took that gift that they gave him, that this world could change just that yeah. easy. Yeah. Look sure. how impactful, look how many, I mean, look how impactful he is. Yeah. 
doing a godly thing. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's still a godly thing. Mm -hmm. And if people get saved in whatever the case may be, that's on the way that God does it. So uh the way that Jesus does it. So yeah. man, that's really good, man. I like your um your thoughts on that one. Uh, yeah. My other point here is how have you stayed true to rapping more about God's truth uh, to educate people about his words? Yeah. Uh, because this goes back and I almost want to pull up so some people <laughs> can hear <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some yeah. of that Christ for you. Uh, and like I said, man, so many uh, uh, songs on that album are literally <laughs> walking you through the the sacraments yeah i'm i gotta stop talking you tell us <laughs> what were you thinking <laughs> yes yes to take us through the sacraments the passover i mean yeah. just give us give us what that thought process was man yeah for sure so basically um you know so the project is titled christ for you and it's about the lord's supper or communion and it's one of those topics that really isn't discussed much in church, typically because we only do communion like once a month, something like that. And right. uh, we sort of tack it on at the end of a service. And uh, <laughs> right. and it's during that time we, you know, we just kind of re reflect on what Jesus did long ago. And, you know, that's pretty much it. Then we tuck it away until the next month or maybe the next six months in a lot of cases. So what I wanted to do was highlight um, just the way the ancient church understood and cherished this sweet doctrine of the Lord's Supper. You think of all the coming off of the hills of the New Testament after the New Testament writers are now in heaven with the Lord. Uh, really, it was our North African brothers who sort of nurtured Christianity and right. did most of the writing and the defending of Christianity against Greek thought. And um, they, wrote, they wrote extensively about what they learned from the disciples, you know, right. who had learned from Jesus. So there are just so many teachings about the Lord's Supper that have sort of been buried in Western culture, American culture. So I wanted to bring that to the forefront and just remind people of this sweet mystery that's happening at the Lord's table. God is, he, uh, Jesus says that he's, he's, he's present in a bread and a wine. He's forgiving us of our sin and uh, he's giving us life. He's bonding us together, not only with himself, but we're brothers and sisters in the faith. And I was like, man, this is another thing to comfort us in this crazy life. And I want people to see right. how relevant it is because life is hard. We have doubts. We, we sort of struggle with our faith and we want to know what's going on with that. But here's a sweet doctrine that Jesus gives that brings that comfort, that he is with us, that he dines with us, that he forgives us at this, at this meal. So I said, man, I'm gonna do a project on that and unpack it. And I enjoy it. It, it feels most natural to my personality. It comes easy and, and people benefit from it. So it's just, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it was like, um, I will say that you can hear, uh, you can hear the fun. Yeah. I can hear like the way it was almost like, it was like, I'm just going to wrap it the way I'm thinking it. And yes. whatever happened has happened. Because it's like, sometimes you're a pause in there. Yeah. And then you go back and rap, and I'm like, it's like he's like thinking, like, dang, this was a sweet. I put this together. Right? Yeah, it was, was there together. Uh, now yes. I do have a question. So, uh, the one song, three genre. Oh yeah, the three genre. Yes, genre, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was loaded. I, yeah, you know what? I must say, I've been a Christian for a long time, bro, and that <laughs> one right there. Yeah, yeah. 
That one right there put me back. I was like, I was at the gym and it came on. I was like, I don't even know if I'm hip to all. <laughs> I had to play it. Like I had to put it on, on, on replay yeah. like three or four times. Cause I was like, Oh snap. Like this yeah. right here, hmm. all the other stuff. I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. But this one hit me and I was like, what is he even talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's the impact that I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, from sticking strictly biblical like like that's a whole three or four minute song and it is biblically sound truth from the beginning to the end and the beat is dope you know what i'm saying (laughs) like and that's what i'm saying about being a lyricist and being someone who um who who has a gift beyond you know, just rapping. Like we were talking about like Kanye, like this dude has a gift past just rapping mm-hmm. because he can take, he can take music and, and, and get so creative with it and yeah. then drop lyrics with it. And that takes a whole, I think that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother body of work when you can do both. And, um, so and it's just easy. so great to follow you all of these years Man. and to see that an album in 2021 hit, so hard that i was like crazy and i that's why i said when i reached out to you i was like lord please let this happen let this go down <laughs> let this go down man because i'm like yes. um you know it's like and i'm not a and that's not even my my who i am like mm-hmm. um but i think when i'm always trying to educate myself right so uh and i've always told god that listen I know that I'm mentor because I mentor men and, and husbands and stuff like that. So that's what a purpose that God's given me. So that's why Menology Project, <laughs> the podcast, right? Yeah. To help men, you know, get through life. But I'm always trying to find people ahead of me mm, mm. in certain areas of my life mm-hmm. so that I can gain some knowledge. You know, how can you help other men if you mm. just if you're the top dog? You can't yeah. be the top dog and then you're trying to help men. No, you gotta have four or five to twenty top dogs ahead of you. Mm. To wow. glean from and they'll be in many different areas whether it's fixing up houses uh scriptures like that what's it, how do you pronounce that again the oh the three gainer raw yes. it's a like weird latin like, phrase yeah dude like <laughs> stuff like that with us you know you take that back to your buddies and then you can have bible study for a whole year on breaking yeah. that kind of stuff down so you know i thank you uh for stepping out man and uh and just trusting you know because the go strictly biblical dude is you got to have some trust that yeah, it's risky. That God is, that God is gonna, uh, you know, put that, <laughs> put that butter on. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. You're not lying. That's really, really good, man. Yeah, uh, it, it pushes your creativity because you're sort of limited, you know, in in what you can say and your appeal to the masses. So you're right. Yep. And because it doesn't have any fluff. Yes. Yes. And I'm gonna tell you, I mean, I'm smiling because to put together that many songs, man, without no fluff. <laughs> You know that baba jaba jaba jaba. It was none of yeah, that. It was like yeah, yeah. every was, word was clear and concise. Like you put calculated. your voice on top of the beat on yeah. purpose, so that yeah. you can hear how clear and concise this is gonna be. And then hopefully you guys can take this and, and make some happen. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I heard um, tulips. Mm, oh yeah. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this dude is just. This is gonna be too deep. <laughs> So I didn't, yeah. so I literally just, I went right by it. Next. <laughs> and then we went on a road trip yeah, to Tennessee and we in the car kicking it, man. And so it came on this next time. And so I'm like, let me just listen to this <laughs> just to see. 
and after that, I was like, "But well, dang, this was fire!" I was like, "So let me check out, <laughs> yeah. let me check out the upper room." Yeah, fire, Passover lamb. I'm like, wow. "This is the Passover lamb, Passover." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> fire." <laughs> wow. I'm like, and then Christ for you, fire. I was like, "Okay." So then I was thinking, I say, "Okay, so flame has literally elevated itself to another <laughs> level Man. of uh, of Christian rap because." To have tight beats and to be able to to share God's God the Word of God in that fashion, man, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And God is giving you a platform to do that across the world to young, valuable, thirsty young minds. To all those young mm-hmm. kids and teenagers, man, that that's just a dope thing to be able to do, man. Yeah. Um, so right. I do have one more question because this is give like it to me. Give it to I, me. I like that. Just say, so what would you tell your younger self to prepare for mm-hmm. in this rap game? For 2021. <laughs> oh man, that's I don't think I've ever been asked that one. Let me see. Seeing uh, this, and I, I want to add this caveat. Yeah. Seeing that the world is so liberal and the yeah. culture is so liberal. Yeah. You know, now what would you tell? What would you go right back now and say, hey, bro, stay, you know, here or whatever? What would you tell yourself? Yeah, you know, um, so I, I, I don't so let me know if this is a universal thing. So I remember. Okay when I was a kid and say we would go to Six Flags or something mm-hmm. like that. And it'll be just me with my family. And then maybe me and my cousins would break off from the family because we want to feel older, we want to separate. Yeah. And then the, the theme park is so big, you can get lost. So I remember my aunts, my mom, they would tell us if you get lost, just stay where you are because yeah. we'll eventually come back around and we'll see you so don't yeah. scatter looking for us just stay where you are and we'll come and we'll find you yeah so i think i would i would encourage myself with that i would say okay so the world is about to get crazy and it's and <laughs> things about to shift but don't move stay where you are you know what i'm yeah. saying like think like it's going to come around in such a way where you you will eventually um be a fixed rooted messenger as things are changing all around you to stay where you are keep being faithful with the message and uh yeah you you'll find people will appreciate your stability your fortification and uh you'll be you'll be found there you'll found you'll find the most purpose with that consistency staying in place so i would encourage myself with that and um and then just let's go you know just let it rip (laughs) yeah let it go just keep going because there will be that temptation to sort of move and shift because you feel lost like oh my goodness yeah what i'm saying isn't cool anymore it's not popular you know what i'm saying but paul said preach the gospel in season out of season that's that's sort of that same thought when it's cool preach the gospel when it's not cool preach the gospel because there is 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 the faithfulness that god smiles at and uh, that's just my passion for that content in the music. Yeah. Now, I will say one thing before we even get out of here, man, is yeah. that um, I think that when God shows us something, you know, that's miraculous, something that you know that only somebody else could actually, uh, someone of a higher everything could actually get you out. Like you said, you had a near-death experience. Uh, I just want to say you just from following, I don't know you personally. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that'll change. You never know. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, truly, truly. But uh, but but for now, dude, just watching uh, and uh, the content that you've been putting out uh, basically since I've been listening from 2013 to now mm-hmm. has been extremely consistent. So I literally want to 
take my hat off uh, mm-hmm. and thank you for staying very consistent. Man, you're a young, you might have asked, how old are you overall? Mm-hmm. They say a rapper never tell his age. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, a rapper never tell his Listen, age. You know, you, you you're a young guy. I mean, you're not. I know you're not where I'm at. I mean, I'm 46. So I mean, yeah. I know you're not close to my age. Um, right, right, yeah. But the thing is, is that being that young, and mm-hmm. then you tell me that God uh, spared your life, um, and I know He has got to be pleased that you've been able to stick extremely firm and consistent mm-hmm. to the plan that He gave you, man. Because to still be rapping biblically. And not just biblically, but sound biblical truth. Yeah. Uh, straight from the scriptures. Um, even when, like you said, the shift of the wind was going every which way, mm-hmm. uh, you stayed the course. Uh, and I definitely would say that I'm sure that he's got to be proud uh, that he entrusted you with this talent and yeah. that you've multiplied this talent back mm. uh, to him. Uh, wow. And that's just me just watching you, man, and being a fan of the work. Honored. Uh, just yeah. saying that I can see that the fruit is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely feel that you got probably even more. I don't know how you're going to top Christ for you. <laughs> I can't I'm working wait right now. I'm working right now to see. Oh, now, you know what? <laughs> I do have a question. So what was Daybreak all about? Yeah, great question. So Daybreak was social commentary on uh, the police brutality uh, and, and sort of the way um American Christianity was handling those types of affairs. It was it was just my assessment as I'm looking at the state of the church, the state of the yeah. culture, and then uh, sort of my trajectory for how we can um, end up in the best place. That's why I named it Daybreak, which is that hour right before, you know, the brightness yeah. pops. So that's really the heartbeat behind it was to say, if we can get this right, we can have an entirely different witness to the world because when it comes to social is- issues justice non-christians don't really take us as seriously and, and in fact yeah. they kind of think we're irrelevant in the conversation so right. i wanted to encourage the church this is a moment this is right. one of the moments you read about in history let's be on the right side of it as the church this time and that was the heartbeat behind daybreak yeah yeah i listened to a few of those songs and i thought man different same message mm-hmm. uh but I can hear the tone kind of shifted for some education, some some encouragement. Mm-hmm. And then I did hear the social justice part behind the voice. And I was like, oh, I mean, you know, you still kept your script. You know, you still kept sure. it real. But yeah. I uh, but that was like something different. And I was like, OK, I see he's trying to have that voice mm-hmm. to help encourage Christians because you're right. I think for the most part. They don't really look at us as a you know, a, a power punch when it comes to social injustice and stuff. Uh, yeah. And it's really just a fault of the church because for many years, it's like, oh, something happened. Oh, go pray. Oh, yeah. something happened. Go fast. Yeah. You know, something happened. Go pray and fast. And so our direction <laughs> has always been that not really understanding that God kind of created us to actually have a voice. It, uh, basically, I put it like this. If you read the Gospels every year, you'll find out <laughs> how Jesus spoke about all this stuff all the time. Yeah. He spoke about injustice. He spoke everything, man. If you just continue to read those gospels, yeah. you'll continue to see that Jesus actually walked for three years and got busy. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> I know right. we just talk about dying on the cross and he got 40 lashes. And uh, <laughs> he got, I mean, we, you know, we, the Passover, we talk, but when you, if you go through those gospels and when he hit those cities, man, 
was he was he was he was destroying some stuff. He was he was coming at some people. He was doing a lot of good things. Yeah. And I think that we are empowered with that, basically, mm-hmm. because he said that we're going to do better. We're going to do way better yeah. at everything than he did. Come on. So the miracles, all that stuff was supposed to be better from us mm. than him. And mm. I, I want to make sure that we actually stay on that. So I thank you for your contribution, man. Um, take yeah. a few minutes to talk about your the podcast that you have as well. The complicated, complicated. Yes, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Man, firstly, uh, thank you for those words, man. I, I really, I'm humbled by them. They definitely reached a heart. And uh, yeah, I love what you're doing as well. So yeah, big hat tip to you as well for this platform. And thanks for having me. But uh, yeah, Complicated Ish is just a podcast where we're trying to discuss the gray areas of life. You know, so when you're a child, the world is very black and white, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but when you start to hit adulthood, you see there's a huge space in the middle of complexity and nuance and it sort of hits you out of nowhere maybe late 20s 30s you start sort of looking at the world and saying but what about this though you know and that's kind of where it gets complicated and so we wanted to camp out in that space and just unpack scripture and and talk theology and how to engage those difficulties that we find ourselves in you might be praying for something that's a good thing but God hasn't answered your prayer. Well, right. what's happening? Why is yeah. God waiting? Why am I waiting? How should I yeah. wait? So we want to be in that in that tension and help people think through those types of things. Shout out to my yeah. homie, The Truth, who's my co-host. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time shout out. You guys do a fantastic job. Um, I definitely check in and chime in on that. I think you guys do touch a lot of stuff in the gray area. It's actually pretty <laughs> funny <laughs> because yeah, it is. it's kind of yeah. like what Christians are thinking. But yeah. nobody says it. And so yeah. you guys have put together a platform <laughs> that, that kind of yeah. opens up that Pandora box. Like, yeah, yeah I know you're probably thinking this way. Um, <laughs> and then you guys back it with some good scripture and stuff. But I yeah. like that you guys unpack the thoughts. Yeah. Of uh, like, I got a 17 year old son. And that's probably one of my major things is I do. What are you thinking? Mm. You know, like, what do you think about, you know, A, B, and C? And the other day, me and him were just talking. And he's like, you know, sometimes I feel guilty that God does so much for me, but I feel like I don't do as much as I should be doing. Mm, yeah. That, right. That's a gray area. That's a it's like, yeah. What does that mean, dad? <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, well, basically, bro, you could actually never do enough. It's mm, good. Like there's actually nothing that you can actually do Yeah. for God. I love that. For yep. Jesus. There's nothing. And, you know, and I ain't looking like, well, I guess you're right. I was like, right. Remember, Jesus is all for us. Yeah. There's nothing that you could do for him. Yeah. He came here for you and me and everybody else. So don't think that your life is based around you doing something for the stuff that you get. God doesn't operate like that. Like Jesus yeah. doesn't operate like that. He doesn't say, hey, you pray today. Let me get you this new car. It doesn't work <laughs> like that because right. the Bible clearly tells you that just and unjust. I, I reign on both. Like I, I can do what I want to do because. <laughs> I'm God. So yeah. take it up with me, basically, yeah. you know. Um, so it was really cool. Uh, and I started telling him too, like he's going off to college and um uh he's a senior this year. So uh, I was definitely gonna introduce him to you guys' podcast uh, yeah. to kind of help me yeah um get those gray areas out because basically, <laughs> you know, he's a teenager, man. So he talks yeah. we have a really oh, good, you know, um we have a good relationship. But yeah. I think when it comes to certain things that you're just kind of puzzled about, mm-hmm. you know, he might look at me and think, well, that's going to sound silly to dad. But mm-hmm. 
but the way you guys bring it and you guys are closer to his age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I literally think I was like, maybe he should try to catch a couple of these podcasts that you guys do. Yeah. Um, because I think that he can kind of understand and relate to it yeah. and kind of make sense of it. Like, oh, okay. Cause I, you know, as a dad, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But you've been so, hands on just bringing them to this point. So I understand. Yeah. 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 It, it's a, it's a lot of work, but I think, um, but like I said, though, it's like you got to reach out and get other people who do stuff to help get the message. And as much as I can put in front of them, uh, I think it'll bless his spirit as he gets older and, and get out of college and all that stuff. So but uh, listen, man, I, I know your time is valuable, bro. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, like I said, once again, man, coming on, accepting my invitation yes. uh, through Facebook. <laughs> so crazy. Right. That is crazy. Um, and then but uh, and then hopefully, you know, we can get on here and and chop it up on some other topics. Love that to. I'm sure that uh, some uh, biblical topics and stuff like that, uh, that I'm that I would love to hear your views and stuff that, you know, that you talk on your your platform, but I would love to bring it to my platform. So love to. Uh, yep. I'll definitely reach out to you, man. Yeah. Uh, you can tell and everybody likewise. how they can get uh, let everybody know how they can get in contact with you. Yes, indeed. I am all on the music and all that stuff, all that good stuff. Yes. So you can go to uh, clear site, S I G H T music.com. And you'll get all my social media there, all my music, podcasts, concert dates, merchandise. So it's all there. My social media is at flame three one four. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the like. So I'm all over the place. I try to really respond to people when they send me messages. I try to really engage, you know. So, yeah, link up with me. And, uh, yeah, I love it. Thank you, bro. All right. Hey, check it out, everybody. Uh, Thank you guys for joining in. Hope you guys enjoyed everything we had to talk about around Christian music, uh, where it came from, where it's going. Uh, If you have not, you know, got into Christian rap, I'm going to definitely tell you that this is the best time to do it. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, if you don't know anybody, my buddy here, Flame, got some fire. Christ for you will kick you right off if you don't know <laughs> nothing about <laughs> if you don't know nothing about the Christian faith. Christ for you will kick you right in the gear on uh, on how to get going in this salvation walk. And uh, and this has been your boy Quentin, and uh, we're out of here, man. Peace out. Dang.